Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. ideas. I'm Andy. And I am Alistair George William Trombley Birchall. Oh, damn. <laughs> you know how I would say my name in French? Uh, 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 no. I don't. George William Trombley Birchall. Would you really do it like that? Yeah, exactly. Really? You really lay it on thick like that, do well, you? Well, I mean... When you when you speak French, you tend to put on do the accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you know it is embarrassing, but usually yeah. everybody else is doing it too, so you feel kind of it's it's like being an. Is an it orgy. a bit competitive when you when you when you trying when to out French, French each other? Yeah, you know. Other people tend to use sort of a lot more adult vocabulary than I do. Mm, sure. As somebody who stopped learning French in sort mm. of in, in maybe first year of high school. Mm-hmm. I guess that's probably enough French, but... <laughs> so you know how to say stuff like, I'll dack you behind the bike sheds. Yeah, and in front of the bu- bike sheds, yeah, on right. top and underneath <laughs> wow. the bike sheds and things like yeah. that. Oh, I mean, you meet behind the bike sheds to fight. Yeah. Now, presumably then you meet in front of the bike sheds. No, no, no. You don't to... meet behind the, the bike sheds to fight. No? No, no. You go behind the bike sheds to smoke or, uh, or kiss. Sure, Okay. <laughs> so mouth That's stuff what, Mouth stuff is behind the yeah. bike sheds Yeah, in front of the bike sheds Where the you know, where, where usually there's the basketball court Or, you know, mm. or like the, the, the oval mm. That's where you fight That's where you so fight you, just, you need a space so that people can A big crowd of people can make a circle Yes And chant, fight, 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 fight. fight. Or kiss, 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 kiss But, but now No, oh, that's, that's, that's behind, behind That's bi- behind, sorry Yeah So now there's things that we need behind uh, To the side, to the right, left of the mm. of the bike shed <laughs> Yes and, uh, and of course on top of the bike sheds Yes, and into the, the right and the, underneath The various degrees of freedom of the bike sheds I suppose underneath the bike shed is where you bury those who die from smoking, mm. kissing, or <laughs> fighting. Sure. Um, on top of the bike shed is where Snoopy sleeps. Yes. No, correct. I don't know. I mean, it could be t- those who thrive. Those who thrive from the smoking, the kissing. Or sure. The so if you they win the fight. ascend to the top of the bike shed. You go to sheds. the top, you cheer. Yep. It, it, it's a shame that the bike sheds, as we become adults, the bike shed falls out of, of use. And mm. it feels like there could be, we could develop a sort of a small, maybe just a ceremonial bike shed. You know, it's, it, it doesn't yeah. function as a place to store bicycles, but it's just a, a, you know, a little sort of scale model that you can have in your house. Mm. And then you can sort of organise the various duties of your adult life, you know, whatever the adult version of kissing is. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't do it. Yeah. But 
uh, you know, you can do that, you know, relative to to the bike shed. Yeah, it gives you an orientation. It could be kind of mm. like a place of worship, this new bike shed. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Um, but it would give you some some direction in your life. Mm. Know where to smoke. Because mm. um, a lot of buildings these days, they say, oh, you go outside to smoke. Yes. Anyway. Every building should have a little a little bike shed yeah. out the front. I mean, in a way, many buildings are treating themselves as a bike shed by forcing you to go outside mm. and then be a certain distance away from mm. it, mm. possibly behind. But I guess it just depends on which orientation you see the the shed that or building facing. Yeah, it it was sort of the the sort of the landmark or like the 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 fixed point, mm. the hub of um, high school geography. You know, everything else yeah. being defined relative to the bike shed. Uh, Do you think that um, to the left of the bike shed, there should be something that is a mixture of fighting and smoking? Yes. And then to the right, <laughs> there's something that is a, fix- a mixture between fighting and kissing. And kissing, yeah. It's maybe some kind of kissing martial art. Mm, really good. <laughs> you know? so you Mostly could... lip-based. Imagine this. You put your mouth in somebody's eye and you suck. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 You sucked their eyeball out. Um. Yeah. That's really. I'm having trouble with it. Yeah. It's real yuck. You but... blow real hard into their ear. <laughs> this would work. Yeah. I think this could um, be good. You. You bite down hard on their armpit flesh. Mm. And you stick your tongue into their nostril. Into really their no- stretch it. Yeah. And then you get sick. Well. <laughs> Yeah, but what a what a powerful. Yeah. You know, you're getting sick on your terms. You kiss you you kiss their mouth. Ah, with tongue while I punching mean, them. It's a shame that there isn't a uh, I love to start sentences like this. It's a shame that there isn't a version of kissing that can be done as as a as an act of war, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's the kiss of Why death. Does, mm, yeah, but you that's know. it's that's metaphorical. I'd like to make it literal. It's an actual death kiss. Mess. So if you went, if you were, let's say the the president, mouth the president arts. of Ukraine, yeah, and and you were meeting with the president Putin, mm. and you, you try to kiss each you, other you, to you, death, you kissed them, but you kissed him on the mouth, and you said that's the kiss of death. Yeah, you don't think that would in any way be interpreted as an act of war. <laughs> no, I think that would just be a metaphor. Yeah. You don't think Putin would be like a man who has been really anti-gay mm. and using p- people who are gay as scapegoats. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I've lost what we were talking about, really, to be honest. It's really but important. I'm so I, glad. Whatever it is, I don't here. think that. Whatever it is, I don't think that. <laughs> okay. I don't think whatever that is. No. Now, Alice, I think this is a sketch idea. I feel like you're resisting writing things down. But what am I writing down? You're well, okay, we've got the the uh, the small ceremonial bike shed okay. with which to orient your adult life. It's because we lose we lose our way, you know, as adults. And I think what it is is that we don't have that pole star, which guides us through every you our every a, day. You, know, uh, you could use a little bike shed at home. Because, you know, usually you use it to hide away from teachers. Mm. But for adults, a bike shed could be a great place to hide from your children. Exactly. Maybe it could <laughs> be even one that you sort of just hang in front of your face, you know, from a little uh, mm. little helmet attached to a little helmet. And you lower it, had, it down And there. if it had lips on the back, you yes. could kiss. You could kiss the bike shed itself. Well, the bike shed's lips. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Well. You know, you know. 
I can, I'm weird. I consider kissing a bike shed's lips to be kissing the bike shed. <laughs> I know that's a controversial opinion. You pro, you think of it as just kissing yeah. the oh, I didn't kiss her. I just kissed her lips. That's honey, honey, you got this all wrong. I have no interest in her as a woman, but I'm a big lip guy. I mean, I'm, I imagine that there's a, quite a few people who've gone who've into tried kissing, that defense. Who've, who've gone into kissing with no interest in the person, but mm. only in the act of kissing mm. the lips. Yeah, and it wasn't even me kissing her; it was my lips kissing her lips. Exactly. It now, could have been. It could have been just two sheds kissing. Is it cheating if you both cut off your lips and put it in a little jar, put them in a little jar, and, and sort of shake, shake them around? Shake the jar. Is that kiss? Is that cheating? In what way? It's a, it's a modern dilemma. <laughs> like is it, in what way are you winning? <laughs> no, you I don't. I don't. You don't have to win. I didn't say that. Nobody any wins involved. in kissing. No, I mean cheating in a relationship sense. Oh, okay. So like you're married. Yeah, I'm married. Yeah. Right. And then you cut I, off your lips. I cut off my lips, and some other person cuts off their lips. We put our lips in a jar and we shake them around. We could do the same thing with our genitals. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then. You're, you take off your pants or your face mask <laughs> one day after you come home from work. Yeah. You know, you walk in, you take off your pants and undies, walk into the, <laughs> that's, into the that's living room where, where your beloved is, is yep. sitting and maybe mm. scrolling through a, a newspaper. Yeah. And, um, How very modern. Yeah. And, uh, and then they go, honey, have you noticed your lips and genitals are missing? <laughs> and you go, No. You lie because you don't feel yeah, like right. you're comfortable in your relationship to be open about your in, in, your faith unfaithfulness. <laughs> uh, I'm comfortable enough in my relationship that I don't have to lie to my wife about cheating. <laughs> That's how I know things are really healthy. I, I think it's, I'll tell her. I think you're too comfortable, mate. No, no. Uh, I think you're uncomfortable with the idea of telling your wife that you've betrayed her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, honey, I thought we were past this kind of thing. Honey, we have a very healthy marriage mm. until tomorrow when the papers all go through and the divorce is, is filed. Right, yes. That's what she does. That's what she does. Because she's not comfortable. Uh, as comfortable in this marriage as I am. Sounds like she's got some hang-ups. <laughs> it must be something bothering her from her childhood. So, so... <laughs> But this Jenna, this this idea. Don't blame yourself for her hang-ups. <laughs> Just because she's not comfortable with you cheating on her now, constantly. I don't think my lips have to be off when I get home. They could have been reattached or my genitals. But then wouldn't okay? you have big scars sure. and sort of Oh no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, but I think I think what I've discovered is a is a faithfulness loophole whereby if my genitals are removed and placed into a jar with somebody else's genitals, and the jar is sh- shooken around, okay, and then the genitals are reattached, I don't think that's cheating. And I'd argue that I don't think anybody else thinks that's, that is either. And I would also argue that if they do think that's cheating, they also don't think that the cheating element is the worst thing about what just happened. And I have successfully changed the conversation to be about something else, and now it's happening on my terms. I'm in control of the narrative. Do you understand? Severed lips and <laughs> genitals in shaken jar. You know, once head transplants are, are available, I could even 
have my head completely removed and then, you know, two bodies could be flung together, smashing into each other again and again. But if it's not attached to my head... What is this in? This is in this scenario. This is a similar loophole yeah. I've discovered where you have your head cut off. Yeah. Then your bodies can be oh, rubbed a- yeah, together. Yeah. What if you and, and the other person reattached. just get into a jar mm. and you, let's say you take, you know, you go, bink, you pull out a single hair, leave it outside. Leave it outside. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then, then you get, get into a jar reattached. with somebody and you just have <laughs> passionate kissing. Do you and, think it might be the jar that is the element monstrous here? Monstrous sex. Mm. Not monstrous in a negative way, in a good way, I suppose. Mm. Um we're recording this onto the ABC system. Do you think in yeah. any way this is going to lead to our downfall? I think this is going to sully the ABC. We're at the ABC studios, Maybe our, our place of employment. Where we've using... been allowed to record. Mm. Um, After we've finished recording a proper show. That's right. For the radio. Anyway, let's not discuss it anymore. It's let's making l- me really uncomfortable. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up there, Alistair. Um, all right. So... Um, now, what about this? Now, yeah, is this going to be about a dog you can ride? Mm, yeah. Because there are some that seem like you could, right? Yes. I mean, we're breeding dogs for all sorts of things. Why not riding? Mm. Yeah. I, even even if their backs aren't strong enough yeah. to support us, it feels like you could reinforce that back with another smaller dog that goes underneath the original dog, a sort of a, a small reinforcing dog. Like an Ottoman dog. An it's Ottoman like, dog, It's like a little yes. dog that you could sit on that I guess its back isn't as long. Mm. And so hence the there's there's less distance between the back legs and the front legs mm. where the, be, the back, the back could, could bend. bend. Yeah. yeah. No, I was suggesting that you have one large dog like a Great Dane, right? Yep. And then say sitting on that back, the... The, the back is long and the vertebrae aren't designed. The musculature isn't similar enough to a horse that it can't support weight. You know, it doesn't have a load-bearing back. Mm-hmm. But if you reinforce that by getting a corgi, say, and putting it under the tummy of the Great Dane, yeah. okay, then oh, the pressure the from the back is going to go down through the dog. So you might not be able to ride on a dog, but you might be able to ride on two dogs. Or three. Or three dogs, if that's what it takes. You get a chihuahua under there, reinforce that corgi. Yeah, or maybe you could just have two staffies because they're just thick. Oh, yes. One on top of the other. Or one under each foot. No, the foot is not where the problem is. It's okay. in, It's in the back. Yeah, okay. I think the legs can handle it. Right. I think it's the back that will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Buckle. Yeah, buckle. Mm. Um, yeah, interesting. Not, yeah. I mean... Uh, we are breeding dogs to be all, all different shapes and sizes. Why can't a few more of them be more functional it's, for it's, different things? Yeah, it's interesting that I was going to say flying a dog you can fly on. And then the idea that there already is a flying dog from the never-ending story. Mm. Right? But What's it's his name? Of, but it's kind of like a snake, right? It's more like a snake dog, isn't it? Yeah. I it's think only got... It's a serpent. Is it is a it, ser- Do they call it a serpent? I'm not sure. That's not. That's weird, though. Because like it's a mammalian serpent that mm. can fly. Yeah, um, it's the it's a it's the complete package. So, but so that that implies that it is in this, like in the same evolutionary line. You know, what I mean, like I'm not saying that it has to be an actual serpent. It doesn't have to have bred with a serpent. Mm. Um, I think it's possible. You know, as we know from whales, that you could lose a lot of the limbs, and still be fine. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's but true. then how was the flying occurring? Did they mention that? Where what's the propulsion coming from? I don't think they've investigated the yeah. propulsion system of the of the that hairy flying dog serpent. Yeah, 
Um, and word. I think that's never really specified for a lot of dragons. You know, Chinese dragons, they don't have wings, do they? Do the Chinese do tra- Chinese those, dragons fly? Not those puppet ones. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. it feels like you gotta because they're they're not kind of slithering. They're they're not slithering. They got lots of, of legs and they sort of jump up and down. Yeah, well, especially the ones that are made up of people on the inside, like that, that are kind of like a big puppet. Do you think that we might have talked about this before? But do you think that dragons originate in many cultures because of people discovering, like? You know, a long time ago, coming across the bones of like a T Rex or something like that, and being like, "Holy shit, this mm. is a big." I wonder creature. whether whether the look of dinosaurs is more likely to have come from people's images of of dragons of dragons because dragon the the image of a dragon would be around for would have been for, around for a lot longer than than dinosaurs, right? Uh <laughs> well, no. Well, dinosaurs have been around for hundreds of millions of no, years. No, but I mean, since that humans have known about dinosaurs. That's true. But do you understand my version of it? That you're 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 suggesting that that it some was ancient people they, they, they found dinosaur, dinosaur yeah. bones. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it is odd that they would find dinosaur bones and then. In the early days, before classifications and yeah. ideas of like yeah. reptilian things and stuff right. like that. Oh, and then would have gone like that's a reptile. Yeah, um, that's the part that I find right. odd. But but I suppose if they'd found like a T Rex mouth, I suppose that does allow you to have, you know, T Rex skull. That does allow you to kind of go. You know, I don't know if that's where dragon imagery comes from. I don't know. Could be something that we were talking about on our other podcast, which hasn't even gone out yet, mm. was the idea that. Given that all the you know the fleshy flesh has fallen off these dinosaurs, that you you can't prove that they didn't all have a trunk like an elephant, right? I think that then we 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 should be we should be taking that as creative license to say, well, you can't prove that they didn't have all sorts of different things as well. Tentacles, exactly. T Rex could have been covered in tentacles. Yeah, and so we can release a book of basically undisprovable paleontology. Where I reckon it would it would be disprovable, but at, at some point, if at found, some point, if sure, you found evidence, sure, sure, which I mean, means not undisprovable. But, but at the moment, at the moment, <laughs> at the moment, at the time of publishing, all the, these things were undisprovable. Yeah, you can't get us on this, yeah. right? And so it's all in there, all the different versions. We just take one; it's one one dinosaur per book. Yeah, yeah. and we just take that skeleton. Oh, we're really going to cash in on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. This is a series. And then we just show all the things that they could have had, all the big ball bags all over their bodies. Mm. That's right. They could have been just a a beanbag-based creature. Could have been. Could have been. Um, Floppy, Mm -hmm. fleshy. Mm -hmm. Floppy, fleshy. Floppy and fleshy. This is the. I like my dinosaurs floppy and fleshy. Well, I mean, if there were tentacles, right, that Mm. would explain, you know, why the tiny arms were not necessary and how they could get up. You know, it's just like, you know, it's basically a bunch of kangaroo tails. Yeah. But tentacles. Yeah. Um, helping them lift them up. And then the arms were kind of just there as a leftover from, you know. Or that the T-Rex were always laying down. On the on their... So this is, I mean, this is without <laughs> tentacles. The idea you could explain their small arms by, by explaining that actually the T-Rex were always laying down. They were a recumbent species. They would just lay there. And uh, and then they would kick any creatures that come nearby or mm-hmm. buy them, mm-hmm. bite them. 
Well, they could have had a big um, sort of foot like a snail going down the middle of their back and they could have just slimed around on their mm. back like that. Yeah, or they could have lived for a really long time and moved with the tectonic plates towards other creatures. There you go, with their mouths open. On, yeah, on different tectonic mm. plates. Now, why would we be doing this and why would we be saying this? Is this a way of trolling genuine paleontologists? Is this actually considered quite an aggressive thing mm. to do towards a paleontologist, go to them and shout things that they can't disprove about T-Rex? Sure. And, and it's... N- and because it's all because because they can't disprove it, it's it's not considered harassment. <laughs> it's, you can get away with it. It's actually just it's only scientific rigor. Yeah, they uh, they they can't they can't get you for that. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's write it down. It's so. What is it? It's two bad people. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. Getting two away bad with people. being bad, Ob- obnoxious, obnoxious by, um, coming up with. Things that paleontologists can't disprove. Exactly, and, and then and yelling them, yelling them at, yelling them. them at them. Go along to a museum or a university mm. and shout it through the letterbox. They have a letterbox at the university. <laughs> the, the, the people stand on the other side. Yeah, of. yeah, they gathered around <laughs> um, the letterbox of the paleontologist. I think T Rexes used to have a lot of blackheads. Mm. Yes. Oh, their skin was absolutely atrocious. And th- you know that's just one of the many things that. Uh, that that they can't they can't disprove. I think they all had big lips. Oh, we said said lips too many times. In Did this, we in this podcast? No, no, no. No, you think there's room had, for well, a bit I think more they had lip? Big lips, and the T Rexes would bite off each other's lips, and then put them in a jar and shake the jar, and then they'd reattach their lips, and then they'd tell their wives that they weren't cheating on them. You can't disprove that. Um, oh well, why isn't there evidence of the jars? Um, that you know what? While you were talking, that was the first thing that I thought. Why isn't there evidence of the jars? And then I was like, what would that even look like? Would, would what happens to jars? Does it? Would a jar? Does glass last hundreds of millions of years? And I think it would. I don't think. I think glass is probably pretty indestructible, right? Is that um, true that glass is actually a liquid and it just moves really slowly, or is that a myth? I think that's a myth, but I don't know. Because it seems very solid. I think I think it has something to do with the early days of making glass. Right. It used to be runnier back in the day. <laughs> I mean, I think that the way that when it was being made, they kind of there was you know there was they were getting thicker at the bottom due to some probably something to do with the manufacturing manufa- manufacturing right. process. Right. So it isn't that they flows sure. very sure. very slowly. Yeah, um, I, I would. I, I mean, I'd love yell, to discover. <laughs> we should yell on pr- pr- disprovable facts at, at glass makers. I mean, this is, is that's the thing about yelling on disprovable facts. Mm. Even though I think that they could probably disprove this one, mm. uh, but you could yell it at any any, any scientist, and that's it could right. be if you know, no matter what your lack of specialization mm. is in. Well, I guess you got to know enough about the topic to know that this these facts can't be disproven. I mean, it's, is, is, is yelling undisprovable facts, is that basically what religion is? Right? You know, if you're a becoming a preacher it's, it's or something of, like that? You... It's sort of like yelling but in song. Oh, they're doing a testing of the fire alarm. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we're fine. We're fine. They're just Everything testing it, I'm pretty fine. sure. Um, we're, doing, we're doing a test of whether or not we can do, uh, we can say that this is not a test. 
do you think that there there could be a a mutiny of a church? Like, there's existing churches, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, they're like, couldn't can we can just another organization just come in and just be like like us? Like, could we just go mm. in and be like do a hostile takeover? Yeah, we break into the Vatican and we <laughs> we hold we hold the Pope hostage. Yeah, we take his hat yeah. and we start we issuing the- edicts. Or forcing yeah. the Pope to issue edicts. I, I think mean, this is a good idea for a movie. Yeah. Well, they've done those ones like uh, uh, White House Down or whatever it is, mm, you know. Vatican with, Down. Vatican Down. Yeah, yeah I see it's this. an action film. Mm. I mean, this is kind of what Angels and Demons is, maybe a little bit with, uh, Bob, with Brown. The, the, Bob Brown. <laughs> Bob Brown, famous environmental uh, politician from Australia. Yeah. Dan Brown. Dan Brown. Dan Brown's Angels and Demons. But I think a an action movie in the Vatican. Or, oh, this is even better. Yeah. Because uh, we've had Young Pope, right? Old Pope. Oh, but no. Action Pope. A kind of like an Air Force One yeah. type thing. You know, obviously that's the president is on Air Force One and terrorists get involved. Mm. This is this is that, but with the Pope Mobile yeah, or the, the Pope Plane. Yeah, the Pope Plane. The Pope Plane. Uh, Pope Helicopter. 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 Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's this is a pun. He's a very punchy. He's a very punchy Pope. Well, yeah, so so he's the one who's action. So it's not like they're taking over the Pope and stuff like that. It's he's well, I, I guess it's, it's, it's evolved like, yeah, in my mind. It's, it's Harrison Ford's in Air Force. Harrison Ford is playing the Pope. Yeah, <laughs> playing the Pope. <laughs> Give me back my stuff. Exactly like that, but he's referring to the people that he works with. Oh, yeah. not his papal staff. Well, he wants that back too. <laughs> he wants that back too. He would then have to say staves. Oh, yeah. in the plural. <laughs> <laughs> and give me back my staves, mm. which is the plural. I meant people first, mm. which I call popal. <laughs> uh-huh. It's from a much earlier podcast that we did. Popal? Yeah, where we were talking about, because the word population mm. is does mean population. Yeah, right. Yeah, so popal should actually be the... The the singular of a single person. Did we do this on a podcast? I mean, it would have been maybe in the first 100 episodes. Wow. Okay. Sounds like good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was an Andy-driven idea. You yeah. Know it's, like. it, oh, my God. It sounds like me. Yeah. Population. Um, now, that is okay, the so number of popes in a particular uh, Air Force area. One. Um, one. <laughs> but with popes. But with pope. Um, I really want to come up with a very good pun. For that Air Force One, Vatican, Vatican, Vatican. Mm, it's going to take a while. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Air Force One God. I mean, almost any movie genre, you said it in the Vatican, it seems so much cooler to me. Cooler. Yeah. yeah I, like a v- Vatican all uh, of religion, zombie movie. All of religion just seems so unbelievably boring to me. Mm-hmm. Every aspect. Like, I remember being scared by church because of how boring, boring. everything is. Like, I just, it just seems like bureaucracy. Yeah. And it seems like levels of tradition that you have to learn. I, I was always scared because I remember seeing people walk up to the front and then kneel and do a little thing mm. and then talk to the priest. Then the priest had all these rituals. And I was like, oh my God, there's so much to learn. It's all so, so, so pointless. Is it a kind of um, 
a is it a kind of a peacocking version but with boredom where you like a religion you're like man anything this boring must have some real deep truths to it otherwise people wouldn't bother right like you try you get into some sort of boredom arms race where you're like gee whiz there's no way like anyone but the one true god would get away with having something this tedious yeah i I mean, I feel like it's just an exertion of power onto people. Yeah, right. And go and look at what You're we can flexing. make them do. <laughs> make them sit through. Sit through. It's like uh, Christopher Nolan with his bad uh, audio quality. You know, that. that uh, I guess it's not bad audio quality, but <coughs> people talk about the dialogue being a bit difficult to hear. Yeah. I mean, mostly with, with Bane. Bane, sure, but Tenet, a lot of people have said it's hard to hear they what had, people are saying yeah, in right. that movie. I've just started watching movies a lot of the time with um, subtitles on. Mm. I'm just a yeah. subtitle guy. I mean, that's kind of like reading, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big reader. I'm a big reader, yeah. yeah. What's... What did I read most recently? Uh... Die Hard 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the writer was pretty good at that. The book of the film. The book of the film. Mm. When they release it, do they just release the book? Do they release the images of each scene and with, you know, like John McClane and then the sure, the lines sure. that he says? Yeah, they release it frame by frame with the lines written wow. underneath and then they, you know, play it. They run it through a machine and project it onto a wall really, really quickly. Mm. Um, and so it looks like the pages are, are moving. Um, oh, so so it's a book with a projector in it, so you said? I'm just being stupid. Honestly. No, you're not being stupid, Andy. No? I think that you're being clever. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can no, just... no, no, you're not. You're not, you're not being stupid. No, you're not being stupid, Andy. You're being wise. That was one of the smartest things I've ever heard. You didn't hear fact, it. That's I'm the thing. That's what's like... so annoying to me. I can't wait to go home so I can teach that to my children. No, raise them based solely on, on that. that. <laughs> oh, and I remember, kids, remember... And it's a book, but you're not even going to be able to say because the thing is, you weren't listening. There's you don't pa- know what I it's said. It's a book, and it's got scene by scene, the movie Die Hard Four, mm. and um, and there's a projector in there, and you flip it really fast, mm. and it projects it onto a wall, mm. and you watch it. But then there's still the subtitles there, so you can read so it. But only one of you can read. Classic joke, sort of comedy thing of like you know reading, uh, say a pornographic. Uh, magazine, but inside a um, another magazine, a, a, another magazine, like and a, then of course there's the twist on that where you buy some even more embarrassing magazine, you hide it inside a pornographic magazine. Yeah, right. But now, what will we have in the future? Mm. Now that print media is dead, uh, what will we? What will yeah. we? What will we hide? What will be? What will we be watching the embarrassing thing on? Mm-hmm. And what will we be? Hiding it inside of is what I am trying to say. Yeah, um, you could you have a, you would have a, a laptop. Mm, sure, sure. And then inside you can have one of those folding phones. Yeah, this isn't funny though. No, is it? but no, you it's have just a literal. It's and, just literally probably just what people are of, doing. It's just the sound of somebody going, eh, 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 like mm, that sort of mm. panting. Oh, so like you're still listening to it with the volume up. The volume up. Well, that's because <laughs> yeah. because remember, it's still got to be people. Got to be able to notice it or whatever. Yeah, that, sure. I guess sure. You know, it's supposed to not be embarrassing. Well, so, okay, that's wait, wait, what okay, you're trying to achieve. I got it. I got it. So what? You're watching a laptop, but then somebody pulls out. You've got headphones in. Yeah, somebody headphones. pulls out your headphones, and it goes ah 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 like that. And you're like, 
You go, oh dear, yes, like that. And then you go, sorry about that, and then you close it. And then you show that you didn't have the headphones in your ears. You had those in your pocket. And then you, the headphones in your ears are from the phone that's in your thing. And it's, it's uh, you're listening to um, somebody snoring. <laughs> And that's what you do. So you were you were actually listening to somebody snoring. Yeah. You what? In case somebody pulled out your headphones from your laptop, you wanted them to think everyone to think you were listening to pornography. Yeah. Listening to pornography. Listen. Uh, so <laughs> so but you're listening to somebody snoring, and they're saying things in between snores. Um, oh, rugs for three ninety nine. <laughs> oh. 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 I don't know. I'm trying to. Yeah, you know. no, you're doing great, Alistair. You're really, you're doing. You're Somebody's doing trying to find God's solutions. Work. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, what? What? But that was actually just a a diversion. Mm. You actually weren't listening to snoring because mm. there's another inside your ears already. Mm. There was. Earbuds that you mm. can push all the way into the canal, <laughs> right? Sort of like those IUDs, but for your for your listening, yeah, right. And you just put it all the way in there, and that's connected to a Bluetooth on an iPod Mini that's in your back pocket. iPod Mini, yeah, and but wow, the, an iPod Mini, but it's been in, they've remade it so that it has Bluetooth connection. Yeah, okay. And on that, you're actually listening to. Doing the Think Tank podcast. <laughs> Fuck you. Ha ha. Sucked in. Your greatest, most secret shame of all. Um, um, sorry, Alistair. You know, I feel like I let us know it. But, you no, know, you help in, us in the future, we've got things like uh, hologram technology. Mm. Yeah. We'll be able to be in a fully immersive world, right? Oh, maybe that's what it'll be, right? Yeah. You are in a fully immersive world. Right, yeah. where everyone's having sex and that sort of thing, yeah. right? And all, it's all very horny, very uh, sort horny. of thing like that, just like you know, all over the place, right? And then somebody comes and finds you in this hologrammatic projection, mm. and you're reading um, the uh, mo- uh, the young liberals newsletter. Well, th- there is a, the one thing that that will happen is that. If you are going to go, because I mean, when when do people often get, go into their own personal sexy time? Mm. Often when people leave them alone in the house, mm. right? Sure, sure. And so sometimes that can occur when people just leave for a shorter period of time. <laughs> but sometimes it can occur when they leave for either a longer period of time or an indeterminate period of time. Ah, yes, that right? could be short. So now, let's say you are, you're like, okay, this is an indeter- indeterminate period of time. I will go into my room. Mm. And I will put on my full virtual reality headset <laughs> yeah. plus earbuds, right? Yeah. So now you are completely immersed mm. right now. If it is a, a, a ah, sexual you're thing. You're ripe for being sprung. Sprung because you don't have any You're senses. no longer in the reality. Unless yeah. there is something that alerts you to, you know, noises in the house. Or mm. But you have to keep your exterior looking like you're not doing sexy time. So you need... You, maybe you need to be wearing a suit that looks exactly like you. You wearing like I mean, it just means like, it could just be like 
You're like, let's say you're wearing a business suit yeah. sitting on your bed, but yeah. this is a secret business suit with some kind of like jack-off thing on the inside, <laughs> but it doesn't look like so it. So your beloved comes home, finds you sitting on the bed in your business suit. <laughs> business suit with virtual and, and, reality. And this thing. is going to be, I think what it'll have to be is in the future, we all wear a, 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 a sort of a mechatr- mechatronic body suit, yeah. which is just exactly like, it looks exactly like us, but bigger, yeah. right? With enough room to... Paint it on face. <laughs> yeah, sure. On the, on the you know, front of the metal helmet. But with enough space inside to fit all the jack-off machines. So well, everybody... or, but then, then if, if, you're the out, if that outer suit doesn't move, you can just pull your arm into the torso uh, bit sure. and you could probably just jack off normally. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but, and this will be a thing that we're all doing. So, you know, everybody will look the same. We'll just all look bigger, right? Yeah. Alistair surreptitiously looking over his shoulder just to check that nobody's listening in the ABC control room. And, uh, oh, no, this has accidentally been piped directly <laughs> to air. <laughs> We've gone live. Look, there's a red line up in the oh corner. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I'm just picturing it being played in the in the entrance way. I'm picturing it being played at Senate estimates oh as God. the ABC funding round gets brought up for another <laughs> another twelve months. Um, uh, well, I think that would be that'd be pretty make us pretty. Eri- Erica Betts is playing this live to the House of Reps. Please explain to me why no. Body was monitoring this mm. and stopping these kinds of things from being said. That's a very good Erica Betts. In the foyer mm. of the ABC. Their ABC. Their ABC. Um, uh, anyway, where were we? Yes. <laughs> and so the truth is that you could be doing anything inside that suit. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, probably, you'll be doing Perfectly normal things, but sometimes maybe you'll, you'll have doing... your arms in your torso and you'll be typing on a keyboard. Exactly. Um, you'll have a little mouse in there. You'll yeah. have a little keyboard in there. You'll be doing work, so you're, you're working. You're inside working. This suit. Well, you see, because that—that's. I think that's the great thing about the the latest advancements in in uh, online technology mm. is that no matter what, when your beloved comes home and says, "Why are you in a business suit or a big <laughs> mechatronic suit on the bed?" Uh, wearing virtual reality, he said, "Oh, I'm just in Meta. Uh, I'm just meeting with my friends, playing as we all do, as we all do, and we're all going to do, and definitely going to engage mm. in. And uh, I'm just uh, manning my avatar, uh, where I have a lion's head, and I'm playing chess with an elderly man. Nothing embarrassing at all. <laughs> Nothing embarrassing at all, honey." <laughs> Were you in Meta? No, honey, I'm just jacking off inside of this business suit. This big me suit. Uh, anyway, is that anything? Um, what am I writing down here? Well, suits. Uh, yeah. um, jack off suits. I mean, is there? Is this what Iron Man is doing? I'm sorry. That's embarrassing. I'm trying to make this feel relevant for the, for the modern zeitgeist. For any... Young people who may be listening, yeah. I'm just trying to find some key words. Mm. You know, um, you know. So uh, we're drinking a cup of soda mm. and a soda pop, and uh, you know, and you're wearing. Is that is that what Iron Man was doing <laughs> whilst he was skateboarding? <laughs> My kids would genuinely love that. They'd be really excited about the idea of Iron Man skateboarding. Your These kids- are like pieces of just pure. 
excitement to them. The well, words Iron Man and skateboard go into their brain and set fire to every single neuron. They'll be they'll be frothing at so that. So they know about Iron Man? Yeah, they know about him, but not from any of the shows. They know about him from Band-Aids. They piece together their pop culture knowledge from mm. like the strangest of places, but they latch on to every fresh piece of information now this, with such enthusiasm. Now this so house got that you live in, of... right? So it's a it's a cave, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's you right. let them, and so when you chain them down, <laughs> you sort of only let them face the wall, that's right? right? And it's yeah. the shadows that the they shadows, see exactly, on the wall, yeah. and allow them to get an it idea is... of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 Plato's sheltered upbringing. Yeah, is what they have, and their access to popular culture is, you know, a picture on a lunchbox. Yeah, we got a lucky dip one time, and one of the things in there was a Pikachu eraser. Yeah, and so they became obsessed with Pikachu. <laughs> they called him Pinkachu, which was great. Yeah. But like that was that was how they all they knew about Pokemon. But they were talking about Pinkachu for weeks. Yeah, because I guess they were curious. I mean, it's like you mm. think of your think of your children as as a, as a naturalist. Mm. I mean, essentially, they became very interested in this new species they encountered. Yeah, and then they started asking questions about it. Very sensible. You know, they said, "Well, you know, what is this Pinkachu? Mm. What is it, Father?" Mm. And then, what did you tell them? Uh, look, I can't I can't remember exactly, but I. You know, I said he probably said he's a character from a show. I'm helped in this by the fact that they are too scared to actually watch any shows. Yeah. So you want me to put? Did you ever? I think it's narrative that scares them. Really? Because every narrative involves some sort of conflict and some sort of resolution, some sort of challenge, and they just cannot handle the idea of anything going wrong. Did they have an in their early childhood Mm. a narrative based trauma? (laughs) Is it possible? That, you know, when, you know, that maybe something to do with where they started mm. and then end up, ended up back at mm. being the same place. Maybe it was, you know, mm, could it be changed. just like, like a, a, yeah. a, a, a ball that they hit on a, like a, like on a, a, um, a, uh, what's that? Totem tennis. Totem tennis. <laughs> yeah. Came you know, around and hit around. the back of the head. I mean, when, 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 when I hit it. It was going that way, mm. but then something in the in the journey changed them, and they were coming, coming back, back this way <laughs> and hit me in the back of the head. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Yeah, um, um, I, I think is is there anything about uh, trying to explain narrative structure as being like totem tennis? Yeah, yeah, great. Thank you. That's um, all. There's the inciting incident, mm, hitting, uh, the, hitting ball. the ball. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to go. Um, as you could tell from its, you yeah. know, its uh, reluctance to move in the absence of force. Mm. Inertia, yep. Inertia. Uh, and then, of course, there's challenges like the person standing on the other side of the uh, the post trying to hit it back, right? The obstacle. Is then the obstacle. And then, yeah, you know, eventually you're able to, uh, mm. once, once they get back in touch with what it was that yeah. inspired, you know, you set them off in the first place. Your bat again. Yeah. They are able to go all the way around, but yeah. now they're but changed. They, but because now, they're but they come, they come around, side. and this time they want to get all the way back where they started from. But you, not knowing how, not realizing that how close you're standing to the totem pole, mm. you get hit by it yourself, meaning mm. that you then block it and stop it. So then it's themselves getting in their own way, and then they are you. They are you, mm. um, and then you. Well, you're kind of their internal self. 
Yes, yes. Um, and they are the physical self. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm very much external to them. Yes, but then it's also external to you. Um, Who's and, to say that external things can't be internal? And so then you probably hit it back the wrong way. Mm. But then luckily, the person who was your opposition then helps you, has turned mm. around and helps you because the ball's going that way. And so for them, it's easier to head it, hit it back in the direction that you initially hit it, this time having learned the lesson mm. from the initial striking of your face or head or, or mm. back or whatever uh, from the ball. You move away and then it comes back around and... Uh, maybe even does two loops before falling back in the place where it was God. and it began. That's beautiful. Mm. And that's every story, basically, is that. Yeah. And that's what your kids are afraid of. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, also, they had a copy of The Hero with a Thousand Faces fall on them when they were very young. Sure, yeah. And they had um, Joseph Campbell himself <laughs> <laughs> fall on my children. Uh, Joseph, Joseph Campbell, fa- Campbell fell, fell on my children. Um, <laughs> When they were very young. um, Ever since they've been terrified of narrative structure. (laughs) Is this a sketch? The the three-act structure. I'm just going to write down. Sure. Andy's Andy's kids. kids. Scared (sighs) of narrative. Mm. I mean, I think think when it comes to writing that as a sketch, we might find that we're up against some obstacles. Might be a little challenging. No. But. No, no, you think it writes itself. Well, I think that this can be used in something. Yes. Uh, and we can get a guy to play Joseph Campbell. Great. <laughs> we can I, even get people to play your kids. I don't think anyone really knows what he looks like. Well, I, I'm guessing... Because of all the thousand masks that he's yeah, wearing. Yeah, that's right. I'm guessing he's got white hair, probably quite good hair, and I'm guessing also quite big teeth. I think somewhere I have a pirated version of him talking about that. About his um, big teeth? Uh, about <laughs> yes, and I bought it, and it was a it was a special curated uh, video uh, that I had made. Um, I had to pay a thousand dollars. I said, mm-hmm. "Talk to me about how big your teeth are and how white they are." <laughs> and I just need about three minutes of you talking about it. But I want your your face to be in on the camera, and then just send it to me, and I will send you a thousand dollars. I'll send you five hundred first. Yeah, okay. And five hundred when, when I get it. Yeah, and then you put this on. You put this on your wiki teeth. Wiki teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where it's exclusively exclusively videos of um, storytelling mentors mm-hmm. talking about their own teeth. That's right. Yeah, I think we have at least five sketches. Mm, Andy. Should, God, I, should I take us to I three mean, words? From... It's it's an interesting one today. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to hearing them all back. But we have three words from a listener. I don't know yeah. if you know this, What's but that? we have listeners. Really? And sometimes they support us on the Patreon and sometimes they send us three words and then we all take those and use them to oh. come up with a sketch idea. So okay. I don't know if you'd like me to guess the first word. Yeah. Oh, well, today's listener is Brayden Douglas. Brayden. And, 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 and while recently I've been going back to the system of just reading the most recent words mm. that have been sent to me. Because, Sounds fair. Because the, the, because the Patreon... <laughs> Uh, notification is still on my phone and because I, since the 300th episode, I have been very terrible with dealing with things, so I apologize. But um, Brayden, this is an old God. one. This is an older one. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance that because I'm going back to the old system of going to the list, We've we, may have, we may have already done it. So sure. I apologize. 
Good. Okay, so first I mean, word. again, the word system gets sorely abused by every time. It gets degraded every time you say it in this context. None of those words are the word, but I'll let you okay. have another go. The first um, word. Uh, kneecap. No, Andy. The first word is Gregory. Okay. Uh, second word, peck. It's close, Andy, but unfortunately. Peckery. No. The first, the second word is pecks. Gregory pecks. Okay. Apostrophe, yes. Pecks. Well, it sounds like, okay, obviously Gregory peck, and then uh, it was famously in To Kill a Mockingbird. Now, birds peck, don't they? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if. But it's uh, peck. Bre- Apostrophe S. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, I see. So it's his something he owns. Gregory Peck's pick of peckled peppers. Pickled peppers. Very close, Andy. I'll I'll, I'll put the last word. The, what the word that it actually is. Gregory Peck's pick of peckers. Really? So it's actually Gregory Peck's pecker. Gregory <laughs> Gregory Peck's pecker. Yeah. Wow. And pecker obviously being is like his bird that pecks. Yeah. And all but also possibly wang? Oh yeah. I yeah. guess so. I don't that, really like to do blue too. material, but Sure, sure, sure. Um okay. Oh, you're not much of a bower bird then. Because uh, they love blue material. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, fucking hell, it was really embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is the bowerbird? Uh, so wait, the bowerbird. I keep mistaking the bowerbird with the lyrebird. Yeah, the lyrebird is the one who uh, does the other yeah. noises of other animals, but isn't called lyre because it lies about what no. it is. Because it's called lyre because its tail looks like the shape of a lyre, l y r e, the musical instrument. Ah, uh, mm. I'm not familiar with that instrument. <laughs> Um, well, okay, so Gregory Peck's pecker. Gregory Peck's pecker. Well, he, I mean, he had a lot of dignity, didn't he? Did he? I think Gregory Peck had famously had a lot of dignity, yeah, right. uh, especially you know. And then he, he used all of that and his gravitas to full force in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. So, so he's not the one who goes, "Oh, Jesus, man!" No, this that's guy Jimmy Stewart. And... Okay, that's Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, he had some dignity, but it was more folksy. Yeah, right. Whereas Gregory Peck, I think, was more upright. You know, um, yeah, but. Uh, I just wonder if he would have had a very dignified penis, and I wonder what the most <laughs> dignified penis would look like. Mm. Um, well, I, I would imagine it wouldn't look like one at all. Sure. Because I don't think that there's anything dignified about it. Yeah, yeah, so, but they must be digni- There must be some that are more dignified than others. That's no, all I'm saying. No, no, I'm suggesting that... All of them are equally undignified. undignified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's possible for a gland of such... Hideousness to be dignified. Mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I don't think there's a there's a dignified nude man anywhere. Um, so uh, I'm yeah. suggesting that if it was dignified, that it didn't resemble and was in no way like a standard. What do you think it would look like? A bookcase? I don't think it. <laughs> I don't think it. Firstly, I don't think it, it released urine. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're or right. anything. It there probably came, no, all that no probably came out of his butt. Yeah, everything came out of his butt. Yep. Okay, so that's the first thing. Yeah. Um, it looks like a bookcase. Mm. Um, or like a Roman column with a vase on top. I mean, surely if your penis mm. was sort of fluted and had those things like like a column, a base, you know, and 
maybe yeah. maybe an ionic column or something like that. It's ionic. It's one of the types of columns. There's oh. like three different types of columns. One might be Corinthian. Yeah, ionic p- pentameter. Uh, iambic pentameter. Iambic. Sure. But we're getting somewhere with this, Alistair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if it had a vase on top, right, mm. and rather than the, the, the urine squirting out yeah. at the end, the vase fills up and then you can pour it into the into the bowl, like you're sort of decanting. Oh, sort of like one of those beer glasses that can somehow fill up from the bottom. I've never seen that, but yeah. Oh, that's a cool technology that maybe was invented by it. Actually, hang on. Don't all beer glasses fill up from the bottom? No. no <laughs> Is that how pouring works? Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Sure. Um, um, I did have my kid ask me the other day, he goes, why does the bath water only fill up the bottom? And not the, like, why does the bath, when you fill it up, why does it only fill up the bottom and not the top? Those are the kinds of questions that terrify me because I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I know the answer. Yeah. Instinctively, I know. Yeah. But there's no way I could explain. Yeah. I mean, I said, what do you think? And he went, gravity? And I went, yeah, yeah gravity. Sure. That'll do. <laughs> but it would be cool if you could fill up the top first. Yeah. I'd love yeah. that. Make a big bubble. Get in to the bath and like have your legs and stuff be dry. I mean, if you had a heavy. Gas that was denser than denser than, than water. Water, yes. Um, you could, I guess. Are there any gases that are more dense than any of the liquids? Feels like it goes. It goes against the rules of what yeah. a gas is. Yeah. Um, but not necessarily. I don't think that is the rule of what a gas is. No. It's just to do with the. Because, yeah, I mean, it's. Pro- I'm, I I agree. It's probably impossible. But you might be able to find a situation in which. You know, mm. particular, you know, atmospheric pressure and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Certain gravitational situation. So and so and yeah. uh, strong, weak, mm. uh, atomic forces. Yes, uh. yes. Um, anyway, I'm just suggesting. I think that Gregory okay. Peck's penis probably did look like that. It did look like a big vase. Are you writing this down? Mm. <laughs> On a column. And he, he poured the urine out. Uh, you, it, it, it had handles on both sides that you had to grab to pour it out like that. And, you know, maybe, maybe see, you know, you're getting all these ads in your inbox offering yeah. you to get a bigger penis. Mm. But, you know, size isn't the only signifier of, of success. It's one of the few. Mm. But you could have, you know... Uh, respectability or something, you know, what about an, a, a pill that could give me a more dignified looking penis and I take That's it right. and it turns into a an amphorae on top of stand, standing on top of Now, would it still be Roman skin column. or would it be sort of marble? Oh, still very fleshy and veiny. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh. um, I'm happy to wrap yeah, that up Yeah, I think that's good for everybody that we stopped talking today. It's been unnecessar- un- unnecessarily... Disgusting. Yeah. Well, the first um, sketch idea was a ceremonial bike shed where, you know, people can, you can put it into towns for adults so that you know mm. where to smoke, know where to kiss, mm. know where to fight. Know when to hold them. Um, and we got the missing, oh no, kissing martial art. Ah, yes. Um, I do like the idea of a missing martial art. No, it's a lost martial art. Sure. Um, but the kissing martial art. Then we got blaming... Uh, your wife that you've cheated on for her early trauma causing her to be upset <laughs> oh God, is the reason why. Down. I mean, it's, it's, it's essentially just an act of gaslighting. Yeah. But 
But it's a person who's so comfortable in their marriage mm. that they have no problem with cheating and then being upfront about it. And then, I mean, this sounds like a really bad relationship. But mm. then being surprised that the, their partner is upset. Then we have the severed lips and genitals in a shaken jar. <laughs> Loop a version of cheating. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Then the yelling... Uh, Undisprovable facts of paleontologists. Mm. Then we got Air Force One, but with the Pope. Then we got jack-off suits for virtual reality wanks. <laughs> then we got Andy's kids scared of narrative due to Joseph Campbell falling on them when they were young. And then we have Gregory Peck's penis column with vase. With vase. Mm. Mm. One of those veiny vases. Thank you all so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. We love that you do that thing to us and it. And you, yourself. Mm, yes, That you indeed. do this to yourself. Yes, you do. Um, uh, we are available on various places on the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Stupid Under Andy. You can find, follow Alistair at Alistair TB. You can follow us at Two in Tank. You can check us out on Patreon and sign up if you would like to. Thank you to everybody who does that. You make us happy. Beyond words. And you can listen to the pop test, uh, mm. which, you know, we're currently in the ABC recording new episodes of. So there Correct. will be more at the end of January and mm. throughout February. Yes, that's right. And Look forward to that. We may even be recording Teleport at the end of February as well. Um. Yeah, cool. We have to relearn all the words. Got to relearn all the words and the movements. All them words. Ah, uh, and the, the both dance movements. <laughs> and both movements. Um, thank you very much and good day to you. And we love, love you. See ya. Toodles. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.